she's a good baby, that's what she is. She's a good baby, that's what she is. Hey, everybody. Hey, everybody. It is uh, me. as always are the dogs i got uh wean dog at the end of the couch she's uh chewing on her toenails <laughs> sadie dog is outside and uh i know for a fact the cats are on the porch because the porch is open i put the cat trees on the porch uh, they can sit on the cat trees and stare outside stare at the birds and everything else so they prefer being out there now so uh, they'll be shitting on the porch <laughs> they won't be shitting on my bed quite as much they'll be shitting on the porch uh so that's it you guys know what that means that's it i i only got the four pets that's enough fuck i i don't want the four <laughs> It was much easy, easier having the four pets. Technically, I there were six pets in this house. There were four cats and the two dogs. And it was just a lot easier when Jamie was living here because it was just like another person to, you know, like let the dogs out or take them for a walk or feed the cats or clean up shit or whatever this or that. And so then when Jamie... Uh, left out she just took the two that were hers and she always was kind of weird about the one honks because honks technically was mine first um but then i ended up giving honks to uh to jamie i can't remember why he did but she took honks and then and then jamie moved in and so brought honks back so was uh, when she left, she's like, "Am I taking honks?" I'm like, "Yeah, you're taking honks." Is your cat like I fa- honks? Is a weird story. I was doing a gig in um, Tennessee, some shithole town in Tennessee, a one nighter in Tennessee, uh, town that there was a military base in, and it was at this really huge like bar that had a stage. He clearly was built for like. Uh, rock bands right it was a rock band bar but this particular night i think it was a a wednesday night maybe maybe it was i think it was a tuesday night it was weird they were doing comedy on a tuesday night and uh, so i'd never been there before i went down there i did it it was a lot of fun but when i got there i'm walking into the bar and there's this cat outside this young cat and it followed me in the bar and I have never had, like, that kind of experience of an animal following me into a business, right? It was just kind of weird. So I just assumed this fucking, this was a bar cat. You know how some places will have, like, uh, bookstores will have a cat or a bodega or a convenience store will have a cat or, you know, they might have a dog or whatever. So I just assumed, and the person who ordered was like, that's not our fucking cat. And they picked up the cat and threw it outside. But it kept coming in, and it was weird. And at one point, the guy, like, 
took the cat and like walked around the building and I'm like, what the fuck's he gonna do to this cat? I was really worried for the cat. And so I said to myself after the show was over, I'm like, all right, if I walk outside and this cat is, uh, is still there, I'm going to take the cat. And sure as fuck, that cat was still there. So I scooped her up, put her in my car. I drove to a Walmart, bought like a cat carrier. I bought some cat food, a cat dish, snuck her into the hotel room. Because it was weird because I did the gig on Tuesday. And then I had off on Wednesday and then I had another gig or another weird one-nighter on Thursday in West Virginia. So it made no sense for me to drive home to Michigan from Tennessee and then Thursday morning drive to West Virginia um, to do the gig there. It just would have been way too much driving. So what I did is I, whatever shithole town in Tennessee I was in, I drove to Knoxville because they had a club there at the time called Side Splitters, and that was a club that I was trying to get into. And on Wednesday, they had an open mic. And I so I got a hold of them. I said, hey, I'm a working comedian. I'm going to be in town. Wondering if I can get some time on your open mic. And they're like, yep, you can. And I went, and I performed, and I did really good, and I talked to the manager afterwards, and she gave me a fucking date. That was, it was in the summer sometime. And she gave me a date in December. So I'm like, ah, oh, fuck, this is great. This is one of the few times where, like, you show up and you hustle and do what you need to do. Things worked out. I ended up sleeping in my car that night. <laughs> and then early that morning, I still got the cat, too, everybody. Still got the fucking cat. <laughs> and then that early that morning, Thursday, I drive to West Virginia, get to that room. I check in. I still got this fucking cat. I sneak the cat in. And then, if I remember correctly, after that show was over... I just drove home. I didn't even stay the night. I just drove home afterwards. Very weird. Comedy is very fucking weird. In many ways, I miss it. In other ways, I fucking don't. But anyway, hey, uh, if you're new to the podcast, uh, and we're almost uh, seven minutes in, uh, I have not introduced myself. So if you're new to it, uh, my name's Stu McAllister. I'm the host of the podcast. I was a comedian for a long time, a social worker for a longer time, and uh, now... I just make mistakes. Uh, I do this podcast, and I just started a side project called the uh, Hacky Wacky Sports Hour in Five Minutes. Uh, that's the name of the podcast, which you can find under the Elemental Podcast umbrella. It's just there. I didn't want to make another channel. Uh, I didn't want to make another page. I didn't want to do any of that shit. Why? Because it's too much goddamn effort. All right. I don't know if you guys can hear her or not. Sadie Dog is barking like a lunatic. She's like, I don't want to enjoy being outside where it's nice and warm and I can lie down. I want to bark like a fucking lunatic. All right. Come on in. It's like you're at the beck and call of your pets. <laughs> All right. You're going to get in the cage now. If you're going to be a weirdo, you're going to get in the cage. Yep. Perfect. Get in there. I just close the door. Don't lock it. She won't open it. There you go. You're fine in there. You're fine. Um, 
So, uh, I released the first episode of the Hacky Wacky Sports Hour in Five Minutes yesterday, Sunday. It, it's up. It's free. It is on the free Elemental Podcast uh, page. So, if you want to look for it, just go to Elemental Podcast, and then you'll see uh, Hacky Wacky Sports Hour in Five Minutes. What is it? It's me uh, doing some characters and pretending to do a Hacky Wacky Sports Show. Was it was it funny? Hopefully you find it funny if you listen to it. It's short. It's five minutes. Like I said, it's the Hacky Wacky Sports Hour in five minutes. Um, so hopefully you find it funny. I, I got some feedback from it, and uh, all the feedback was positive. Uh, when you get three people to message you uh, about something and your listenership is six, it's 50%. That's pretty fucking good feedback, and every, everybody seemed to like it. So... Uh, it's not going to be a regular thing. Uh, I may have uh, some guests on. Uh, I'm, I'm trying to be a little creative with it. I already got an idea. I already got a couple characters. So uh, give it a listen. It's not like this podcast. It is it's very, it's very different because <laughs> it's a hacky wacky sports hour <laughs> in five minutes. So there we, you know, whatever. If you guys want to hear more, uh, consider subscribing to the Patreon Happy Memorial Day. <laughs> mm. So how was your Memorial Day, everybody? I didn't ask. Hopefully it was fun. Hopefully it was good. Uh, because today, your day, hopefully your day was fun. Hopefully your day was good. Because today is Monday, May 29th, 2020. Trace, it is Memorial Day. You probably had the day off. I had the day off. I didn't want the day off. But the boss gave me a day off. I'm like, fuck, okay. Uh, so tomorrow, uh, if you don't know, I deliver Dippin' Out ice cream. That's that's the day gig. That's me driving around the great state of Michigan. So delivering ice cream, Dippin' Out ice cream to bars, schools, restaurants, convenience stores, liquor stores, state parks, whatever. What, what the fuck ever. So... Uh, I'm working tomorrow. I got to be at work at five, so I got to get up early. Got to get up at four. Got to load up the van. Got to load up a, my coworker's van. Take care of his van. Why? Because uh, he's slow and he needs help. He'll, he always like, I'll be there at whatever time. I'll be there at five. I'll be there at six. Give him another at least fifteen to thirty minutes. He's always late, and he's slow. So uh, my boss is not going to be there in the morning, and he wants me to fucking do this shit. Fine. I'll do the shit. I don't have a problem doing the shit. I take care of my business. Let's fucking go. Let's do this shit. Uh, so, uh, I don't know what you did. Maybe you did some grilling. Hanging out with the family. You went camping. You went to the lake. You did whatever. Hopefully it was fun. Hopefully it was good. If it wasn't, have a beer, go to bed, wake up, and tomorrow is Tuesday. Right? My day was fucking pretty goddamn simple. I just cleaned the house. Trying to do it, trying to, you know, spring cleaning shit, taking care of stuff. I was uh, organizing my cards. I'm, uh, if you guys are interested in sports cards, go give me a follow over on the Twitter. Uh, because I'm, I'll be giving away 50 cards of any sports team that you like. So if you win, you can pick any sports team or any football team. Lions, Rams, Bills. Dolphins, Jets, whoever the fuck you like. And uh, I will send you 50 cards for free. 
Now, are they going to be super cards, great cards? No, they're not. I'm telling you right now, they're not. But I might as well give some of these cards to somebody who will enjoy them as opposed to me having me have them in a box in a closet somewhere, right? So if you're interested in cards, football cards, go follow me on Twitter at Stu McAllister. Bing, bang, boom. Look for the pin, pinned post and uh, do what you need to do. And there we go, right? Pretty, pretty simple. You got nothing to lose, everything to gain, or nothing to gain. <laughs> nothing to lose, nothing to gain. took the doggos for a walk which was nice it was kind of hot out Sadie dog loves going for a walk i don't deer dogs love going for a walk some dogs just don't like doing it wean dog's pretty indifferent she is like ah, i can, can i can sit here on the couch all day fuck that's what i'm about and that's why wean dog is my favorite i like dogs that are lazy and just want to be on the couch all day because that's pretty much what i want to do there was periods in my life where i wasn't that way but now I am because it's uh, old age and depression. <laughs> old age and depression will turn you into a couch potato quick. And I have multiple choices of things to watch on my TV. <laughs> so it's easy. So I took him for a walk, dropped off a letter. I had a guy message me out of the blue. He's like, hey, man. Uh, we had to get rid of my daughter's table. It was falling apart. I guess he's got a little girl, and she's got a, a table of some kind, a card table, whatever. And he's like, it, it, we had to get rid of the table. And so I'm thinking, like, he's, he's offering me the table as something that I could jump on and smash. Like, he, he knows I'm a Bill's Mafia guy, and so I'm thinking, oh, oh you're going to give me a fucking defective table? Thanks a lot, you fuck. But no, it wasn't that. It wasn't that. Apparently his daughter uh, put a lot of stickers on her table. And she was really disappointed that her favorite sticker was going away. <laughs> the favorite sticker is a sticker I gave him. How weird is that? It's a sticker that I have that was, uh, it was a picture taken of me when I did a polar plunge a couple of years ago. And I was dressed completely in Bill's garb. I had a Buffalo Bills lucha mask on, and uh, I was wearing a Buffalo Bills flag like a cape, and I had a uh, you know, Buffalo Bills shirt on, all the shit. So I was I was I was Captain Buffalo Bill or whatever, and so the, the, that's what the sticker is. And for one reason or another, I sent this guy the sticker. So he was messaging me, and he's going, "Hey man, uh, yeah, he's telling me the story. Can I? My daughter was wondering if I could get another sticker." And he's like, I can pay you. And I was like, well, let me first, let me go see if I got any. And I did. And I was like, well, what's your address? I'll mail it out. And he gives me his address. And he's like, how much do I owe you? And it's it's weird to me, everybody, that uh, someone would want to pay me for the sticker. <laughs> I'm like, all right, it's a sticker that I bought. And I got to put a stamp on it. What's a stamp? Like 60-odd cents. I think it's 63 cents or whatever the fuck. I'm like, going, it's free, man. It's free. You get, you're getting a free sticker. Your daughter would like the sticker? Fuck, that's the greatest thing I've ever heard in my life. That your, doc, your doctor, your daughter liked my sticker. So I sent him that sticker. I sent him uh, two other. I sent him a poop mouth sticker, a hug your ween sticker. 
and a uh, Stew Tang sticker. Stew Tang. So, uh, so there you go. So, and I, he's like, oh well, can I do anything for you? And I was like, well, you can go like the Elemental Podcast Twitter page if you haven't done that already. And he, and he had not. So clearly, he doesn't listen to this podcast. And clearly, he's not listening to this one. <laughs> I'm horrible at promoting the podcast. You guys, you, the listeners, promote my podcast more than I do. I mean, I do the minimal shit on on Facebook. I know I need to do more in some capacity, but fuck. Someone once told me I need to do, like, cross-promotions on podcasts. I'm like, fuck, man. The problem for me is I don't necessarily have a problem going on someone else's podcast. I just have a problem with people coming on my podcast. And it isn't because of them. It's because uh, I feel like I'm autistic. Because then I'm like, fuck, uh, I got to have someone come to my house. I got to make a plan for this. Or I got to go to their house. Like, it becomes a fucking ordeal. And when you see those memes or whatever, where they're like, they talk about, eh, one of the... One of the greatest things in your life as, as an adult is when somebody cancels something on you. And I'm like, yes, you are correct. I love it. Oh, I don't have to go do shit? Great. <laughs> I can sit at sit at, uh, home on my couch with my dog, Ween. Fucking awesome. That's the best. That's all I want to do. So again, it's not having someone on the podcast. It's more like, I like the concept of the idea of this podcast, of like, I will do this podcast every day, but I don't have to be here. I got, I'm doing the podcast at noon or one or whatever. I'm like, I do the podcast when I can. And some days I can't. I can't do the podcast. I know you're like, fucks, dude, this is a free podcast. Why can't you do it all the time? Well, because it's a free podcast and I don't feel obligated. But in the same time... I do feel obligated because there's nothing I hate more than looking at a podcast and seeing that they have had weeks or months in between podcasts, in between episodes. I'm like, the fuck's wrong with you? Like, there's the one, one of my favorite podcasts uh, was The Rat Race, uh, 97.9 The Rat Race, which was uh, also a takeoff on, like, a morning radio show. And I loved it. Uh, but clearly those guys put way more energy and effort into that podcast than I do into this one. Uh, but they have not podcasted since goddamn November. It's fucking almost June. So it's been like seven months. How do you, how do you keep any momentum going? Like, I don't have any momentum. I like to... I like to trick myself into believing that I have momentum, that I actually have listenership. I know I don't. I got six listeners. That's it. I'm aware. I'm aware. So whenever anybody shits on this podcast, I'll be like, yeah, you're right. 100%. I get it. This podcast blows. Why the fuck are you listening to it? Get out of here. I don't feel any fucking... Uh... I, I guess I don't care about what they think because this podcast is not big in any kind of way. I'm like, yeah, you're right. It's shit. Now get out of here. <laughs> Stop listening. Now it's the, the five-member mafia. <laughs> My hater stopped listening. 
because I told them to. Actually, you know what? I think if you were to ever tell a hater to stop doing something, they would continue to do it more. And if you encourage them to keep listening, they would fucking listen out of spite. Not because I told them to, but they'd be like, fuck you, I'm gonna fucking da 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 Like, ah, fuck, I can't win with haters. You can't. You can't win with haters. I guess the best thing to do with haters is just ignore them. I guess. The whole concept of haters is weird, too. I think I've talked about this before, but it's dumb. For the most part, in our brain, in our brain, our own brain, we think we have haters. Oh, fucking Larry hates my guts. He thinks I'm shit. Meanwhile, Larry's just going, what am I having for breakfast today? Oh, my God, I got a project due at work tomorrow. Fucking Christ, my daughter's got a softball game tomorrow I got to go to. Fuck. Larry ain't fucking thinking about you. But in your brain, because you're so self-absorbed and narcissistic, you think these people hate you. They, they, fuck, they don't even think about you. How many people do you think about every fucking day? Probably pretty minimal. And if you think about anybody, it's probably people that you actually like or care about. Why are you going to think about people you fucking hate? I don't want to think about people I fucking hate. Fuck them. Why the fuck are they taking space up in my brain? I don't have much space in my brain to begin with, so fuck the haters. Fuck them, fuck them, fuck them in the goat hole, fuck them in the goat hole, that's what I say. Uh, speaking of haters, I don't have a hater. I don't. I actually have, I, I guess I would assume I would call him a fan of, of the podcast because he keeps emailing me. It's Emailer Jason, everybody. Emailer Jason emailed me yesterday. And so I like to read his emails. I find his emails to be pretty funny. Uh, I don't know how much time and effort he puts into these. Hopefully not a lot. Hopefully it's he just like he's writing it out and thinking of it as he's writing it. But maybe he puts a, some thought into like a skeleton or some kind. But anyway, here we go. From uh, emailer Jason. Not to be confused with listener Jason who sends me clips of the day. If you guys care about the clips of the day, I post them on uh, Twitter and Facebook. So go like the pages if you could. It's just uh, listener Jason. Uh, listens to the podcast, and then he takes a quick clip, anywhere from like a couple seconds to maybe up to a minute. And, there he, and he sends them to me, and I'm like, oh, thanks. And I really, I never have any idea what he's going to send me. So, uh, but this is the email of Jason. Hey, Stu, of course I've subscribed to the Patreon. I wouldn't feel right about bothering you unless I paid your salary. Ah, oh, fuck. Because I, I asked him, because uh, I emailed him back, and I said, hey, man, I don't know if you subscribe to the Patreon or not. But I read your emails because uh, I will I will read his emails and so it isn't necessarily on the freebie. So I just want to make sure that he knew. A big hit. What the fuck is wrong with your listeners? You really track some nut jobs because I told him that uh, I've had a few people email me about or message me about his emails and that they like them. So yeah, there you go. I mean, I've paid a number of therapists good money and they usually fire me as a client. A few have even cried. Uh, and I'm going to tell you this. Yes, it's not unusual for a therapist to cry, but I'm like, fuck, it's incredibly unprofessional. You got to keep your shit together. Like, there's a certain level of showing compassion and being a human and things like that. But then when you start crying, then it becomes about you and not about the client. You got to keep your shit together. If you're going to cry, cry after they're fucking gone. As someone who did therapy like 25 fucking years... Yeah, uh, you can't cry. I've made a lot of my clients cry, and I did it purposely. 
because I wanted them to feel emotion of some kind. <laughs> Does it make me an asshole? Eh, it's not for me to decide. Stu, do you know how damaging it is to have therapists tell you that you don't need therapy anymore or have them tell you they can't help you anymore and walk away thinking I'm all right to only realize they didn't want your money and to leave me more damage? Uh, Jason, I'll tell you this. There becomes a point in my belief, in my opinion, where you need to go out as a client, you need to go out and you just got to deal with shit on your own, right? Like, it's, it's not to say that you might go participate in therapy down the road but there's a point in time where you got to use your coping skills and uh, social uh, circles your support circles and, and, and use them appropriately as opposed to a fucking uh, paid professional sometimes like when I hear someone like a, a therapist tell me like oh I've been seeing so-and-so for like 10 years I'm like well then clearly you're not doing your fucking job I don't I don't feel like they have been successful at all if they are continuing to see someone for that long period of time. What the fuck are you doing? You're just taking their money. So I guess I would I would look at it from a different perspective, Jason, of like they they believe that you are capable and confident um, and, and are credible and taking care of your shit. So I, I, I don't think you're damaged necessarily. I don't know what you're going to therapy for, but there you go. I only realized a few years later that they were just trying to be nice, but it hurts all the more thinking my life could have been better. Yeah. Saturday, I took your advice and left the basement to see Brian's show. Brian was the comedian at Dr. Grin's. Brian Aldridge is a buddy of mine, and so I was trying to tell people to go see the show. I know it's tough because it's Memorial Day weekend, and people have plans. I'm glad Jason went. I'm glad he went. He goes, it was horrible. <laughs> I slept a full 13 hours to recover and still haven't put anything on other than my underwear as we're entering into Sunday evening. He, can, he continues, Brian was great, but the lady before him wasn't all that great. The MC was something else. He was wearing a, a fucking mask. I hate mask wearing people so much. I think the police need to shoot them. Ironically, he takes the stupid thing off as he walks through the crowd, a crowd of beautiful people. So unnecessary. He wasn't walking among the scum and unwashed. Um... It's unfortunate, he says, I know who the lady was. She's a, a friend of mine and actually was a co-host on this podcast many, many years ago. <laughs> it's a bummer. And then uh, Garrett, who's the MC, uh, I've been told that he wears, he technically, apparently he wears two masks. And uh, I was like, two? And I'm like, why does he wear two? And they're like, he's just being very cautious. And I'm like, okay. And uh, I wore masks for a very long time. Um, it's been a hot minute since I have worn a mask, uh, if it wasn't for like work. I think now, uh, everybody, I'm, uh, I'm almost wishing that I would get COVID. <laughs> Please, COVID, take me away. But whatever. Uh, that brings me to the other part of my misery, uh, being among such wonderful and beautiful people, the gorgeous women around downtown outnumbered men two to one. Yep, that's true. I know my place and I know I'm not even worthy of being in their vision. Come on, Jason. Come on. My only value to them is to lay down in a puddle for them to cross and not get their feet dirty. Come on, Jason. I thought you were going to therapy and working on this shit. Uh, before the show, I felt like everyone stared at me sitting in the corner alone. It was so awkward. I almost left before the show started, but I ordered drinks and, and toughed it out. Um, 
I'll tell you, I feel very comfortable being alone. I just don't care anymore if people stare at me. I get it. I get it. I know a lot of people just, they can't. They can't do things on their own. So kudos to you, uh, Jason. Kudos to you for uh, working it out. I don't know, Stu, if the outside world is for me. I do know that my mom's basement is pretty lonely. Oh, because he goes, uh, he also complained about the prices of drinks. Because, yes, the, the prices of drinks are crazy. And it is, uh, it's a, at most clubs, it's a two-drink minimum. Most comedy clubs will have a two-drink minimum. But that does not mean, like, you got to get two alcoholic beverages. You can buy two bottles of water or two Cokes or a fucking, you can get an appetizer. Because I think, technically, it's not even two-drink, it's two-item. Right? You don't necessarily want to get people liquored up. I think most comedians will tell you that you don't want a crowd to get liquored up. Right? There's, there's nothing worse than a late night show where people have been fucking drinking since like noon and the show starts at 10 and they've had like 10 hours of fucking getting their liquor on. You're like, oh, fucking Christ, it's the worst. On a positive note, I get to work on Monday. All right, it'll be slower day because of the holiday. Yep, I'm really confused though. I just got a text that I'm riding with Otis tomorrow. Otis? You work with a guy named Otis? That cannot be real. Uh, because my route got canceled. Not e not enough orders on my route. I'm really excited because I haven't worked with anyone for the last four months because my supervisor wouldn't allow it. Uh, why not? Apparently he is worried about people quitting and lawsuits from people working with me. So now that sounds like exaggeration. Otis is not real, and now you're uh you're you're, you're making yourself be out worse than you are. I'm so excited that they are starting to trust me again. Plus, when I work with someone, it's like a vacation day. The day is usually easy and over with quick. Plus, I make the same money as if I would I was solo. Anyways, thanks for emailing me, Stu. I appreciate it so much. Somebody knows I exist. Yes, I know that you exist, Jason. Uh, I appreciate that you email. Uh, sometimes I question if your emails are quite legitimate, but uh, but you're listening, and I, and I I appreciate that. So uh, kudos kudos to Jason. Kudos to anybody who goes out and uh, gets out of their comfort zone. Go see a comedy show. I don't know who's performing at Dr. Grins this week, but uh, go see him. Go to, go to a show. Go do something, right? Get out of your comfort zone. I, uh, I had a listen, listener, Anna, uh, asked me to go to like a play. We're going to go see a play. Pippin. I've never seen Pippin. Pippin, Pippin, faster than lightning. Oh, how exciting. It is to be free. So those are not the words, but uh, so we're gonna go see Pippin at Spectrum Theater in July, I think. I like going to the the theater. I like st stage work. Hmm. Hmm. All right, all right. What is going on in the world here? Oh, I watched uh. The Buffalo Bandits today on, on the tube, on the tele. You're like, what the fuck are the Bandits, dude? The Buffalo Bandits are an indoor lacrosse team. There is a professional league. Uh, it's the NLL, I think, the National Lacrosse League. And uh, it's been going on for years. And the Buffalo Bandits are, are actually a good team. And they are in, they're in the championship series playing uh, Denver. It's technically, they're the Colorado Mammoths. And uh, the, 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 today was the second game. It's the best two out of three. Buffalo won the first game. 
So they were playing in Buffalo, then they played in Denver today, and it was on ESPN2, which I have the ability to watch. So I watched it. And you know what? It was pretty fun. The band is lost, though. I, I blame myself. I watched. I, I, I don't think I've watched a game in forever. So it's, I take the blame for it. If I hadn't watched, they probably would have won. My fault. My bad, everybody. My magical thinking getting in the way. Uh, but it was a lot of fun. I, I enjoy almost any sport that's like technically like an outside sport and you put it inside. Like I love, clearly I love indoor football. I love indoor lacrosse. I love indoor soccer. I fucking love it all. Uh, but it's weird because I prefer basketball to be played outside. <laughs> it's weird. They, they need an outdoor basketball league. Just fucking gusts of wind coming coming out, fucking blowing the ball away. All the balls got to be like those fucking rubber balls that you had in gym that f after a while, like, it, it just becomes like bare. There's no grip. <laughs> That's what I want. That's what I want. And, you know, sometimes it's going to be five on four because somebody didn't show up. That's <laughs> what it's going to be. And you got to play half court. Because fucking little kids are playing on the other side. And you don't want to be a dick and kick off little kids. So it was fun. It was unfortunate they lost. Uh, but there you go. All right. So what is, what is happening in the world today? Uh, all right. Let me do this. I haven't done one of these in a, a hot minute. Another. Let's do a Dear Annie. Uh, if you guys don't know the, the bit, uh, I, I read an advice column letter. Someone writes a letter to Abby, Annie, Amy, any, any of these bitches with an A name. And I have not read the letter and I have not read the response, but I've only read the title, the subject. And this one was, Dear Annie, my daughter is wasting her life with a loser. <laughs> I'm like, oh my God, did somebody write this about me? Uh, so I love it. So, all right, let's read this. Dear Annie, my daughter is wasting her life with a loser. Dear Annie, my daughter has two wonderful little boys, ages two and one, with a man who's proven time and time again to be unfaithful. My daughter is 24 and dated Marcus in high school. He seemed like a nice enough young man. He went off to college and ended up losing his scholarship due to drinking. Oh, boy. Marcus moved back home and met an older woman who he cheated on with my daughter, resulting in the oldest of our grandsons. Shortly thereafter, he physically beat this woman while intoxicated, resulting in him getting probation for assault. He only got probation? He didn't spend any time in the slam? Fuck. I told my daughter at the time that his cheating and physical abuse with her was a sign of things to come. Yeah, I'd, I'd agree with that. I would. Over the past three years plus years, he's cheated on my daughter at least a dozen times, Fortunately, physical abuse has not happened yet. I wonder how she knows that he cheated on her daughter a dozen times, 12 times in three years? Fucking Christ, dude. Uh, he has borrowed thousands of dollars that he says he will pay back, but the debt only grows. Who's he borrowing the money from? Who's stupid enough to give this guy money? He is a compulsive liar, and after his last bout of being caught, I thought they were finally done. At least that is what my daughter said. Yet here we are six days later and she's let him move back in. They were renting a house and she moved out last week. She brought many items to her house. I told her that she and the boys could stay free of charge as long as they needed. 
We have two bedrooms upstairs that she and the boys could have. They are fully furnished. I took the boys to daycare all week at 6.30 a.m. because she needed to be at work by 6 a.m. She spoke to her supervisor, and they agreed to let her come in later so that her child care was not disrupted. Then she abruptly decided she was going to stay at the house they rented, but Marcus was going to live with his mom. Today, Marcus has moved back in. My daughter brought this up to my wife today, and I told her I do, do not want to hear it. I'm tired of the same situation playing out over and over again. She can be with Marcus, but I am done with him. Annie, our daughter, has a college degree, a good job, and is a beautiful young woman. Most importantly, she is a wonderful mother. She has wasted nearly four years of her life hoping Marcus would change. It is the exact same broken promises over and over again. Any ideas on how to break this cycle? Marcus grew up watching his father cheat. Now I'm afraid my two grandsons are going to turn out the same way. Frustrated Papa. Okay, here's here here's the thing, Papa. Uh, your daughter clearly needs to get into some therapy herself. Like Jason, uh, she needs to get into some therapy. And she needs to work this out. Because it kind of feels like, even though you say that she has not been beaten, but maybe she's been um, emotionally uh, abused, or verbally abused, right? Maybe she has been physically abused and she's not telling you, right? It's quite possible because it definitely sounds like uh, the actions of a woman who's, you know, been involved with domestic violence and the same things keep occurring over and over again. So it doesn't matter how smart she is. It doesn't matter that she's got a good job. It doesn't matter that you guys are there for her and her life. This is shit she's doing on her own. So that's definitely what it feels like. Um, you need to be supportive of her, though. Uh, people make bad decisions. Uh, listener Big Mike sent me uh, an article about a man who uh, he got sent to prison for killing his kid. He was you know, shaking baby syndrome. And he went to prison for 10 years. And he gets out of prison. He gets involved in a relationship, has another baby. And guess what? Guess what, everybody? He killed that baby, too. Same fucking kind of way. And it just makes me go... Who are these women that are having children with these assholes? How, how are they like going, you know what? Um, I know this guy was in prison for 10 years for murdering his own baby, but um, I think he can change. Uh, you know, I'm the one who's going to get him to change. I, I'm going to let him uh, put his uh, wing-wang in my hoo-ha and squirt-squirt, and then we'll have a baby asshole come out. Uh, that he'll probably only kill a couple months later, but we, whatever, we, 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 we can work it out, right? People make bad decisions. They get caught in a cycle, and it, it's unfortunate. So I would encourage you, uh, Papa, to um, encourage her to go to therapy. Be supportive of your daughter and your grandchildren. Uh, encourage her to leave Marcus, but... Um, if she's going to make a decision to uh, continue to have a relationship with this guy, there's really not a whole lot you can do about it. Because essentially what could happen is she, she might end up making a decision of like, okay, I'm choosing Marcus over you. And then you not only don't see her, you don't see your grandkids. It's unfortunate. I, I, I've seen that happen with other people. I've, this, this woman that I know, uh, her, her son, she has a bad relationship with her son. And I think that apparently was brought on by the daughter-in-law. And now... She doesn't see her son and she doesn't see her grandkids. It's all unfortunate. So you do what you need to do. So, all right, uh, dear Papa, you're a very wise father and grandfather. The most vulnerable victims are your grandchildren. So sit down with your daughter, explain to her that if she allows Marcus to stay, 
She's putting her children at risk. If she can't leave him for herself, maybe she can do it for the children. Do it for the children! If Marcus ever beats her, as he did with one of his girlfriends, and let me tell you, everybody, uh, this guy has a history of beating women. It isn't like that specific woman. Uh, it's, it's going to be others. It just will be, right? Uh, she needs to call uh, her local domestic violence hotline or find a YWCA. Um, and then Annie promotes a fucking book that she wrote. <laughs> Whatever. Thanks. Thanks, Annie. Thanks for using this letter as a way to promote your book. How can I forgive my cheating partner? Jesus. So I don't think that Annie technically answered the question as well as she should because I don't think it's necessarily shit for the children. I mean, yes, yes, it, it is shit for the children, right? You gotta, you gotta do it for the children. But fuck, you gotta, you can't do a goddamn thing for the children if you aren't taking care of yourself first. So there you go. Fuck you, Annie. That's all I gotta say. All right, what am I doing? All right, I'm gonna, I'm gonna end on this one because it's crazy. It's crazy. I don't take public transportation. Public transportation here in Grand Rapids is not the greatest. It's just, um, it's buses. And um, uh, to be perfectly honest, I've never looked at a bus schedule, never attempted to ride the bus. I know they always encourage you to, and I know I probably should. But for me, um, it would be impractical. I couldn't get to work. I don't, I don't believe the buses go up to where I work. And uh, it'd be pretty difficult for me to, you know, like go to the grocery store on the bus, all that shit. So, so I don't. So I've never used it. If you use it, great. I think if I lived in a metropolitan area, like a much bigger one, like New York City or Chicago or you know something like that, where clearly it really doesn't make a ton of sense to own a car, and public transportation is there because of uh, buses and subways and shit like that. Fuck yeah, you know. Whenever I've been in uh, New York and Chicago, with that's what we fucking did took the subways and shit so uh but i've always heard bad stories about him I, I got a buddy of mine here in town who's he has to ride the bus and he's always complaining about it. he's always complaining about the fucking weirdos that are on the buses and i'm like yeah i get it man i don't you know in grand rapids i don't think there's too many people who uh can afford to own a car and drive a car who are choosing to ride the bus i mean i know they're always going to be those Fucking weirdos. Gotta fucking save the earth. You know, all the goddamn tree huggers who huff. No, oh, it's so fucking... Con They're all fucking green and crunchy people. Fucking they smell like goddamn patchouli, which is... I'm not sure if that's any better than smelling like shit, but you, you guys know what I'm talking about. Uh, but there was an instance in Charlotte on a bus. This is definitely not like speed. <laughs> But uh, apparently a guy was on the bus and he walks up to the bus driver and he's like, hey man, hey man, can you uh, can you just let me uh, out here? And I guess it was not like a, a designated bus stop. And the bus driver's like, no man, I gotta stick to my schedule, I stick to my stops. And uh, I can kind of see it from the perspective of the passenger of just like, just pull over and let me out, dude. Right? Like, I get, like, what? what's the fucking harm in my brain? I'm like, what the, fucking pull over, open the door, I'll get out. I've already paid. It isn't like I, I have not paid. Uh, but, the, so the passenger was passed, and the passenger did the only thing he could do. He pulled out a gun. 
what? And well, and then apparently uh, the bus driver, maybe he's had this happen to him before because he is a bus driver for the city of Charlotte. He pulled out his gun. <laughs> and these fucking idiots, it sounds like in point blank range, were shooting at each other. And I remind you, everybody, this is a fucking bus. So there are other people on the bus. They're all going, fuck, I should not have taken the bus. God damn DUIs. <laughs> I got this fucking ankle bracelet and I got to ride the bus. Fuck, at least I have a sticker of a gun on my ankle bracelet. <laughs> but they're shooting at each other. Uh, the passenger was Tobias, and he was struck in the stomach, and Fullard was the bus driver, and he was struck in the arm. And I'm basically going, how shitty of shots were you fucking dudes? That One guy only got shot in the arm, and the only dude got shot in the stomach? Like, how are you not, like, why aren't you doing headshots? You're like three feet away from each other. That just tells me, too, that the people who own guns in this country, like, they just own guns. They don't technically know how to use guns. They don't know how to shoot fucking guns. They just own guns. So it's almost one of the things of like probably the safest place to be is the area that the guy is technically aiming for because he's not going to fucking hit it because he sucks. <laughs> Dramatic video. That's why always it's like bystanders or innocent people getting hit because these fucking doofs don't know how to shoot guns. Dramatic video of the encounter shows Fullard stopping the bus and pushing open the shattered bus driver barrier as he stands up with his gun still drawn. Tobias crawled toward the back of the bus where the two other passengers on board had moved. Fullard fired his gun again from the aisle of the bus. So this guy's like, oh, I still got bullets in my fucking uh, gun. I need to shoot these things. No way uh, am I going to leave any bullet unshot. I'm going to continue to shoot. How did he not continue to shoot this dude? If the dude's crawling, he's clearly like on his stomach. How are you not walking up behind this guy and like shooting him in the ass? You got to at least shoot a guy in the ass, right? Tobias and another passenger ex exited the bus through the side door and Fuller exited through the front door, firing his gun again. Both Fullard and Tobias are in stable condition expected to recover. The other two passengers weren't harmed. For once, for once, uh, the, the people who had nothing to do with a goddamn thing weren't goddamn shot. Fullard was fired by his employer, RATP Development, which employs the transit systems bus operators. Yeah, I'm wondering if he could fucking, was allowed to carry a gun. I can't imagine. Yeah, it says here, possession of a firearm or other weapons while on duty or on company property is prohibited by the company's workplace policy and employees can be discharged after the first violation. That was like uh, when I was briefly working for the post office, they were telling us that we were not allowed to carry any kind of weapons at all. Like, you know, not clearly not a gun, but not even like pepper spray or dog spray or any shit like that. Huh. Fullard is still recovering from his injuries. His attorney told CNN, noting Fullard was a dedicated employee and treasured his employment, who worked as a driver for more than 19 years. Well, then why the fuck was he carrying a gun, though, man? You're not supposed to carry a gun. Right? Just 
I mean, if the guy pulled the gun out, that's when you're like, all right, man, I'm pulling over. Get the fuck out. Get out, bitch. I've represented a substantial number of cats drivers over the years, some of whom have been assaulted, shot, or shot at, or shot during their work activity. They consider themselves public servants. In light of their commitment, dedication, and the workplace dangers that they encounter, we've continuously encouraged the CAT system to enhance security measures for drivers. Now, I don't know how you're going to fucking have security measures on a bus unless the bus driver is in, like, a bulletproof glass, right? Like, you walk into those real sketchy convenience stores, liquor stores, where everybody's behind a bulletproof glass or a hotel counter where everybody's behind it. So if you did the same thing, like, that'd be about it. Because, I mean, you can have cameras and everything, but that's not going to prevent someone from doing something. But, yeah, man, I don't, I wouldn't feel any better if uh, knowing the bus driver carried a piece. I don't feel safer knowing somebody's got a gun. I don't necessarily feel safer when there's a cop around. I'm, I'm going to say it. This is how I feel, everybody. I just don't. Because I don't know how these fucking idiots are going to react and how they're going to respond. And that's the cops. These are dudes who are trained to handle weapons. Well, fucking bus drivers not trained to handle a weapon. It's the same concept. When I hear, like, we need to arm teachers. No fucking way do we need to arm teachers. Because you know what? The teacher's not going to... Te- I don't want the teacher thinking about having to fucking carry a gun. I don't want them having to fucking lock a gun in their desk or whatever. Because, fuck, you know what? Kids are going to get at the fucking gun. The kids are going to break into the goddamn desk. The kids are going to get the fucking gun and shoot each other, right? And half the time, the teachers are fucking lunatics. You had teachers that were lunatics. I know I had teachers that were lunatics. And how many times have we got to fucking tell teachers to not have sex with students? What do you think they're going to do with a fucking gun? They're going to shoot some motherfuckers. So, no, I don't want a fucking teacher to have a gun. No, I don't want to have a bus driver with a gun. Sorry, sorry you're in a position where fucking assholes have fucking guns. But again, you know what? This guy wanted to get off the bus. You're like, no, sorry, it's not happening. Okay, motherfucker, here's a gun. Oh, okay, I'm going to pull over. Get out. Would that have been hard? That could have de-escalated the situation. Would it have been the fucking the best situation to have? No, because fucking you don't want to set a precedent where the bus can just stop wherever. But you know what? I don't want anyone getting fucking shot either. So you know what? Fucking Fuller, you're a dummy. I'm sorry that you worked there for 19 years and you felt like you need to have a gun in the workplace. But fuck you. Maybe this will give you an opportunity. Now, now go, go fucking become a goddamn cop if you want to carry a gun. You fuck. Anyway, don't ride the bus. <laughs> All right, I'm done. Jesus, what an awful podcast. How is anyone, why is anyone listening? Jason, why do you listen to this shit? Ugh. All right. If you guys can do me a solid, go like the Facebook page, go like the Twitter page. That'd be great. If you could rate, review, subscribe uh, to the freebie, that'd be great. Please. It, it, apparently, it helps the analytics. I don't know. Whatever. If you could check out my T Public store, check out my Macari store. That'd be great. Uh, I sold a whole bunch of Bring Back Jarts t-shirts this weekend. Someone, uh, a friend of mine, Wendy, posted on Twitter that she was wearing the shirt, and so I retweeted it and I retweeted the link to my T Public store, and uh, I'd say about four or five people bought a shirt. So that's pretty good. I had another guy reach out to me, a comedian guy that I know. And he was asking me about T Public, and he was asking me about like the, the profit margin or whatever. And I and I told him, I said, you know, I don't make a lot of money. I make two bucks 
I don't make a ton of money. Why? Uh, because they're doing all the work, and I fully admit it. I gave them a design, and there you go. But they're the ones who actually, they make the shirt, and they mail out the shirt. They do all that shit that I don't have to fucking worry about, so they make more money. But I just fucking, I'm making two bucks, right? There you go. I'm all right with it. And th but I found it real funny that this guy was asking me for advice on some shit. Because I asked this guy a long time ago. I said, hey, man, can I use you as a recommendation for this booking, club, uh, this booking agency? And the guy told me no. <laughs> I was like, what? I mean, this is a guy that I knew for a while. I'd worked with him a bunch of times. And he's like, ah, you know, I just don't feel comfortable. And I'm like, all right, you fucking cocksucker. I get it. I mean, I, I understand everybody. Like, when it comes to some things, uh, in, in the world of comedy, when you recommend somebody to, like, a club or a booking agent, they will come back and look at you if the guy sucks, if the guy creates problems or whatever, right? They're like, and the, so like it falls back on you. So you do have to be very selective and you know handing out recommendations or whatever but I, I always felt like you know I, I was did well comedy wise I never presented as a problem off stage and so when the guy said no I was like the fuck dude really uh, and I ended up getting someone else to fucking be a referral for me and I got in with no problems but that always that always stuck in my craw that he he was the one and only dude ever to say no when I, when I asked for a referral or recommendation, I was like, what a dick. What a fucking dick. <laughs> He's probably going to listen to this podcast and be like, ah. But anyway. Um, if you guys could consider subscribing to the Patreon, that'd be great. It's the, it's the same thing. I do podcasts, but on Patreon, it's a paywall. Five bucks a month. You just get more. That's it. Is it difference to? No, it's the same, just more. So if you like this, you'll love that because it's the same shit, just more of it. So, right? It's like a buffet, right? It's not really not good, but it's a lot. So look at it that way, everybody. And then if you can do the six things that I like talking about, if you head over to Facebook, if you could like the page, the Sunday Slob, that's Adam and Stephanie House, they eat a lot of coleslaw. They actually, they went to the Detroit Tigers game yesterday and both Adam and Stephanie were wearing their jar shirt to the game. So that's pretty sweet. So if you go over there, check it out. You can watch them eat coleslaw and they give you the yay or the nay on it. So there you go. If you could head over to West Michigan Trading Cards and Sports Memorabilia, ask to join that group. It's a group and not a page, but you'll get in. We got 91 members right now. We're going to get to the century mark pretty soon. But if you could go like the page or ask to join the group, I mean, that'd be great. So it's if you like sports cards, if you get sports memorabilia, if you want to sell some shit, buy some shit, trade some shit, there you go. It's a good place to be. West Michigan Trading Cards and Sports Memorabilia. Head over to Extra Levels Gaming uh, on Facebook and their website, extralevelsgaming.com. It's a video game store in Holt, Michigan. And they sell old video games and new video games, all kinds of video games. So you, I know you probably don't live near Holt, which is near Lansing, Michigan. So go to their website, check it out. You can probably find something that you play, your kids play, somebody plays. Buy something from the little guy. Extralevelsgaming.com Then uh, check out Magic JBM. That's my boy John Midgley. He is a magician, a social worker, and an all-around swell dude. He's a good guy. He is a good guy. 
Uh, so go ch check out his page for all your magic needs. He's a he's a really good drawer. It's amazing what he does. He's like he's just drawing lines or something. Very strange, but I like what he does. Magic J B M. Then head over to Instagram and check out Bear Boards and Tables. That's my buddy Mark. He lives down there in uh, Mississippi, New Orleans area, and he's got a little business where he makes things out of wood and he posts pictures of things on Instagram, bear like a grizzly, bear boards and tables, and then he sells these things on Macari. So you'll find the link on his Instagram page and uh, go buy something from him. And if uh, he can make you something very specific too. So uh, like he made a, a little frame for my sports cards. So uh, I don't think he'd ever done one of those before, but he did a bang up job. So go check him out, Bear Like a Grizzly, Bear Boards and Tables. And then last but not least, my main man, Matt Harper, who loves to send me TikToks. Uh, he is on TikTok and Instagram at Matt Harper Art, and he's got an uh, Etsy store where he sells his art, a barefoot gnome. So go over there, buy some shit from him, buy some of his clay gnomes, buy some of his artwork, that would be great. Help out the little guys, help out the little guys. So that's it. I've been rambling way too long. Go check out the uh, Patreon. Check out the Hacky Wacky Sports Hour in five minutes. And uh, that's it. I will see you guys on Thursday for the freebie, or I will see you guys tomorrow for the next Patreon. Have a good day, everybody. We'll see you. Goodbye. Okay,